How many things should you put on your screen at once? How often should you show event schedules? Knowing when and where and how long to put things on a screen can really make all the difference as to whether or not uh, your audience actually pays attention or not. I'm here with Jill Perardi, Creative Services Manager for Physics. Hi, Jill. Hi, Derek. And uh, we're going to talk about this stuff. Sounds great. Excited to talk about it. And I'd like to thank Jill for joining us and thank everybody out there for listening. This is digital signage done right. Whether you're new to digital signage or a seasoned pro, this podcast gives you practical advice about systems, communications, and content to better engage your audience. I'm Derek DeWitt, Communications Specialist for Physics. Welcome to Digital Signage Done Right. Sloppy content doesn't help you, right? Also, a super busy, like super multi-zone layout doesn't really help you, right? So I think you need to kind of achieve some sort of a balance, like like the Karate Kid was told, right? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so, I mean, it, it's true, right? Putting up too little on the screens is just as bad as putting up too much. Yeah, absolutely. I kind of think the best practice for a layout, and, and granted, all this kind of depends on where these displays and layouts are located. And who um, the audience and, is. Yeah, and who the audience is. But I kind of think the best practice is you're probably going to want your logo, mm. um, unless it's, you know, maybe your corporate office and your, your employees, it's employee-facing, and they know where they are. Maybe you don't want a logo. But nine times out of ten, you're probably going to want a logo. You're going to want the date and the time and the weather. Um, it's an attractor. Draws the eye to the screen, makes people look, because when they're walking, down the hallway or they're sitting in a waiting room they want to know the time everybody's always curious about weather and um, then you're going to want your content zones depending on where who you know who's looking at these where they're located um, you're probably going to want one or two zones I always say no more than three three if you actually have a use case for it because you always have something dedicated in a particular zone then you've got two other zones of constantly changing content. And you might want a ticker. Uh, I would caution against a ticker if you don't know what you're going to put in it. Um, if you want to run a news feed, an RSS feed or something like that, go for it. It's auto-updating content. You don't have to think about it again. But if you intend to use a ticker to update information, that has to be updated just as much as your larger content zones. Uh, but it's a great way to draw the eye to the screen as well if you are using it for something like RSS or a news feed. And that's how you just do that. You put it up. And then I can just kind of turn my brain off and, and be finished, right? Um, it'd be great, but no. <laughs> then your content's going to get stale. Ah. People are going to quit looking at it. Have some options. Have a couple of layouts. Different uh, layouts. Different layouts. Totally okay. different. Move things around, um, particularly hooks like those date, time, and weather modules that you might have on your screen or weather widgets. And move them around. Uh, so like upper right before lunch, upper right corner, upper left corner after lunch, yeah, something like that? absolutely. Because it's going to draw the eye to a different part of the screen. Mm. They're going to be expecting it in the upper right. Now they've got to look left. And in the meantime, they've captured more content that you've put out to them. It can avoid burn-in. Burn-in isn't a huge topic anymore with newer displays, but it can still happen in some of them. So you might want to move things around a little bit for that. It can improve readability you know, and reach different viewers. Maybe there's an opportunity or based on the time of day, you do want to show multiple zones. And then at a certain time of day, that's not necessary anymore. Different kinds of viewers, you mean different viewing styles or who they are or psychology or what do you mean? Uh, different viewers, uh -huh. who they are. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you might have a different audience in your building looking at your displays based on the time of day or the right. day of the week. So if the same layout doesn't work for everybody, it's not one size fits all. 
Right. And, and speaking of that topic, you've talked about sort of three different, I don't know what to call it, viewers or viewing styles or viewing situations, right? Like one of them is just going by. Yeah, absolutely. So you've got um, the passerby. Um, you've got the person that's just walking down the hallway, waiting on the elevator. Going somewhere else, going not thinking else. about your stuff. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. They're going to a meeting. They're standing in an elevator to get on. Um, they're in a hallway. So for that kind of information, date, time, weather, you're, um, you're going to hear me say that a mm. lot because I just believe in those three items. They're so little, but they attract so much attention on layouts. Um, so have that on there, but also maybe just have one zone with a lot of large like full screen. read content. Not quite full screen, but take up almost the majority of it. Okay. You could go full screen if you wanted to, but then you might lose some things like daytime and weather. Not a ticker, because they're not gonna. It's too much going on. It's, Way it's, too much going on. See it. Way too much. And going I know on. a lot of people talk about video. It seems to be like video that let's to try and capture those people. Maybe a moment, two seconds, four seconds, maybe, but not more than that. Right? Yeah, the the passer buyer, the less than thirty seconds, they're a moving target. Even a video background to capture attention. That might be okay, mm. but it might be too much movement for that person that is that moving target. If it seems visually busy or, yes. or confusing. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So you got your person passing by, one to 30 seconds max. Yeah. Well, how about people who are just kind of waiting around? Your waiters, they're probably under two minutes, mm. uh, more than 30 seconds, more than your person passing by. These are people that are waiting at a receptionist desk, or maybe that elevator bank is taking a long time. You know your elevators are slow. Or you have Um, a really tall building. Right, exactly. (laughs) And so these are people that have a little bit more attention. Um, So maybe you want to do that two-zone layout. Maybe they're standing there long enough to see multiple pieces of content multiple places on your layout. Maybe a ticker would work for them. Um, and we talked about video, maybe some short videos. Um, mm-hmm. I would. I don't ever love putting video on digital signage that's longer than about 30 seconds anyway. Like max. Yeah, because yeah. you want to move on the purpose of digital signage, move on to the next thing. I've got a lot of information I need to share. Let's keep it moving. Mm-hmm. Um, but go. you could probably go ahead and include those short videos for this mm-hmm. group of people. Yeah, like this, this kind of person, I, I kind of figure, as you're walking through, you're trying to interrupt the thinking that, oh, I got to go do this, or I got to, where's that new office, or whatever, the, whatever's going on, mm-hmm. right? preparing for their meeting, or what have you, when you get to this, oh, I've got a, a minute or two to wait, yep. or I'm waiting for the elevators, or whatever, mm-hmm. there's almost like a, huh, now what, and that's usually when people will pull out their phones, Yes. so you're really trying to stop them pulling out their phones, yep. unless they're expecting something important, yep. just to kill time, and kill time by looking at the digital signs. Absolutely. Okay. Um, and in the past, we've talked about content, content creation, how to make it look good, how to appeal to people. This is the group, I mean, for everyone, you want that, but this is the group that you have great, appealing, captivating, easy to read mm. content. Um, this is the group that's really going to stop and watch it. For sure. You could you could argue that if they're not in a really big hurry, if they hang around an extra 15, 20 seconds, mm-hmm. you've done your job. Absolutely. And then I think that probably that third group would be people who are sort of lounging around who are there for a while. Yep, absolutely. This is your captive audience. This is right. your your waiting room, your lounge, your break room, any place where there's seating, someone is sitting around. This is the group that 
if you have to do a three zone layout, they would probably look at all three zones. But they have warn, the time. They, they have the, the time. time. But I will warn you, if you're creating content for three zones on a layout, remember you have to have enough content to populate all three of those constantly in that moving playlist of content, one piece of messaging to the next, whether that be a video or a static image or a web page, whatever it might be. If you've got three zones of content, you're responsible for populating those. But they're the more captive audience. They're going to read that ticker and see what piece of news is coming next. Um, and they're more likely, I should think, too, because they're so long. I mean, no one has, I hope no one has a 30-minute long playlist. Right. So yeah, they're going to see, they're going to see the, a lot of the content coming back again and again and yeah. again. So I would think variety, variety. would certainly be um, key. And as you mentioned a while ago, people typically pull out their phones, right? They're sitting in that waiting room, that break room. They're going to pull out their phone, but convince them to pull out their phone to act on whatever your message is. Like a call to action yeah. of some sort. Yeah, uh-huh. convince them while they're sitting there. I just put up this great message. It's got a call to action. Someone sees it. It's captivating enough that it caught their attention and it's changing their behavior. It's impacting their behavior to then pick up that phone because we know it's already out of their purse or their pocket if they're sitting there a while. Right. Go ahead and pick it up and go to that web page or do whatever my message just encouraged them to do. I that's interesting. I, I think especially if it's something that maybe has an immediate reward, like I imagine somebody in a waiting area mm-hmm. waiting to go, I don't know, talk to somebody for some particular reason and, and they're sitting there and then they've got their phone out they're checking facebook and then they look up and they see a thing that says you know take a picture take a picture of this fish and you'll get 10 percent off the trout sandwich at the cafe and you go oh oh, gee oh i missed it now you gotta wait for it to cycle around again Mm -hmm. now you're really a captive but attentive audience and then you go snap got the picture you go down and then you find out that it was so popular that they ran out of sandwiches. Yeah. I'd also like to know where you're eating if you're getting a lovely trout sandwich in a I'm in thinking a it's a high-end corporate hub. Okay. Right. All right. I like it. You know, and one other option for this group would to stream TV. So zone your screen to have some streaming on a portion of it. Um, and then have your messaging on the other. Because to compete with that cell phone, someone's going to want to, you know, they're going to want to watch the news or whatever. Hmm. Um, and then your messaging is right there on the screen at the same time. But be sure to keep screen size in mind if you're doing something like that. Mm. You know, your messaging isn't effective if your screens are small and it's competing with CNN or whatever you're showing on the other portion of it. Well, that'd be another thing I should think too is is make sure that you place, especially in areas where people are going to be waiting 10, 15, 20 minutes, make sure they're big enough, make sure you place them right, make sure that especially at certain times of the day, it's not washed out from glare from the window. Obviously, all of these things are factors as well. Okay, so that's layouts. What about playlist best practices? Yep. Playlists are just as important as layouts. Um, if you're listening to this and you're not sure what a digital signage playlist is, I like to compare it to an iTunes playlist. Mm. Um, you've got a, a playlist of your favorite songs, and it goes one song after the next over and over in a loop. A digital signage playlist is the same thing. It's not songs. It could be audio, but you've got your messaging, whether that's still images or a video or a web page or, heaven forbid, a PDF. Um, PowerPoint <laughs> file, you know, whatever it is, you've Don't got, do it. yeah, you've got content in that playlist. You probably have more than one. I, I know, playlist. I know people who do this. They yeah. have their energy one. They have their chill out one. They yeah. have their I'm going on a date one. Yeah, so I, sexy. I have I have Sunday morning coffee. I mm. have exercise playlist. You know, so you've got different ones. For I just your... spoke to my mom playlist. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I don't want to know what's in that one. It's, it's um, one one song. <laughs> 
have multiple digital signage playlists. Mm. Um, there's nothing wrong with that. In fact, you can put multiple playlists in a zone if you wanted to, um, if your software supports that and allows that. Um, mix up your messages at different intervals um, or show them all, you know, one playlist and then the next. That particularly is useful if you, let's say you're a university and you have university-wide content that mm. that needs to get out. And then you've got departmental content. Right. Mix them Department up. of English doesn't need to see what the football team's schedule yeah, is. Yeah, absolutely. But everybody on campus needs to see the university-wide content. Right. Mix them up. You know, we were talking about layouts with multiple zones. You aren't forced, if your software allows, you're not forced to create a zone per layout. You can mix and mingle them if you want to. Now it's two. Now we're switching to three. Now it's one. Yeah, or just if, you, if the content needs to be in one big zone, put multiple playlists in that one big zone. Mm -hmm. You want to do something like that. But keep your playlist rules to um, about a maximum of seven items in a playlist. Oh. Um, you know, people aren't going to wait around. You mentioned a while ago, no one should have a 30-minute playlist. Yeah. People aren't going to wait. Even those waiters sitting in a waiting room, they are not going to. <laughs> people That's people who are waiting, yeah. not people who wait on tables <laughs> in restaurants. Just to clarify. Yes, absolutely. We love sir, tip your waiters. We love them. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, if they happen to be sitting in a waiting room, right. they're still not going to look at a 30-minute playlist because no. their eyes are going to be going here, there. You've got TV on, you've got you know a streaming service, or whatever on there as well. Um, so just you know consider a maximum of about seven items in a playlist because people, if they miss something, they can quickly and easily get back to it within so many seconds. Mm. I say so many seconds because you don't want to show each message for longer than about. 10 seconds. I think seven seconds is ideal. Depending on the amount of content, maybe maybe you only want to do five, or maybe it needs to go up to about 10 or so. Mm. Um, and just whatever your messaging is, think about the timing of that. How long is it going to take somebody to read it? Right, 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 right. Let's say we really want to jam pack it. Seven for 10 seconds, that's a little over a minute per play. But that's already, I'm keeping my, it sounds like seven's not that many, but if you think 10 seconds each, that's a minute and 10 seconds to get back. That's actually quite a chunk of time. It is. It is quite a chunk of time. And we were talking about there's three different groups. That right. first group, the passer buyers, they're not going They're to getting see. one maybe yeah. part of a second. Yeah. And so repeat those messages multiple mm. times a day. I'd say at least about 10 times a day because the person that's passing by, they might pass by several times a day because they work in a building and they're going to the restroom, they're going to the break room, whatever mm -hmm. it is. If you repeat that message, then there's a greater chance that they are going to get to see all of them or most of them throughout the day. Um, but also think about when do your messages actually need to be played? When do they need to be on the screen? Use day party for a message or a group of messages. Consider the days of the week, um, people come in on Monday, what do they need to see that day? Do they still need to see it on Friday? Um, that sort of thing. And then think about where your displays are located. Who is actually looking at these? Does, um, you mentioned the English department doesn't need to know what's going on in the athletics department. You know, same thing goes in a corporate environment. Maybe you've got displays on the manufacturing floor and they need to see certain pieces of content, but the group up in accounting may not need to see the same thing. Yeah, it's not really relevant for accounting to know, oh, we're... 38 days accident free. Yeah, so just really um, think through your content, but you know, feel free to mix it up. Multiple playlist, uh, multiple messages, multiple times a day. So you're talking about, so you're talking about like a playlist. You want to show, I don't know. Let's say we're gonna have this one playlist of these seven messages. We're gonna show them for 10 seconds each. That's a minute and 10 seconds. We're gonna show that I don't know five times in a row, and then what? Switch to a new playlist if it's relevant. 
So this will they'll kind of bounce around. So throughout a day, a single, let's say you got an eight-hour period, how many messages are we looking at that maybe I could get up? I mean, could I get up 60? Could I get up 100? I would... Say I want to jam-pack it. I want to jam-pack it. If you want to jam-pack it, um, just be careful because think about your timing. I think less is more, but you don't want to have too few. Right, because then people go, oh, it doesn't have anything to tell me. Yeah, you don't want to see those same three messages all day long. You know, if you're if you're mixing up playlists throughout the day, just try to follow that rule of about mm -hmm. seven in, in each thing, right. in each playlist. Because I know many years ago, uh, somebody here was telling me about, you guys got a new client, and they, they launched, and they had 60 items in their playlist, which they showed for, I think, 30 seconds each. And then they you know, said, well, we're not getting any, we have to call the action, we're not getting any responses. And someone had to actually explain to them, like, do the math. <laughs> no one is seeing this again. And even worse, a lot of that content had, it had basically expired. It was uh -huh. past its prime. Uh -huh. So even worse, not only are you not gonna get to see that entire playlist, typically, when you do look at it, there was a chance that you were seeing old, irrelevant content. So they forgot when they schedule it to the playlist to have it drop off. Because yeah. that's another way to keep things fresh. As as stuff no longer becomes relevant throughout the day and drops off, a new thing can slide in and replace Absolutely. it. So you're you're not changing out playlist A for playlist B and they're totally different. You'll be shuffling in new messages throughout the day. Absolutely. You don't have to schedule all items for all day, every day. Schedule okay. them from 8 to 10, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Right. Or schedule them to play all day for three business days. A lot of people look at these, because they are TVs, let's be honest, we call them displays and digital science, but they're basically indistinguishable. They're exactly the same thing as consumer-grade televisions. And TVs always have audio capabilities. So a question is, should we use audio with digital science? So it varies. In a lot of cases, probably not. Mm. Um, you do not want constant audio in an environment that should be quiet, in an environment where there's a receptionist who might lose her mind, his or her mind by the end of the day <laughs> um, because they've been listening to the same thing over and over and over and they know it by heart. So, you know, it really varies just like the overall layout. Know your audience, know your message, know the environment. Mm. Um, and what works in one place may not work in another place where your displays are located. But it's, it's definitely possible. Just rely on it when it's useful and when you need it. You and I were chatting one day and you had brought up an example of, uh, you know, a coffee shop was running an ad and you could quickly hear a, a percolating or something like that. Right, which a is a very distinctive sound. Yeah. That's the sound of a percolator. And, and then, oh, whoa, hey, coffee. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So that might be okay as opposed to running a 30-second video with audio every minute and a half. With the corporation chant. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> so you might want to limit it. But again, like I said, like with the layout, it's your message, it's your audience, it's your environment. It should be an accent. Absolutely. A seasoning. Absolutely. If you will. Like you wouldn't want the, you wouldn't want to just have a picture of, I don't know, a picture of a smiling face and then the actual content of the message being purely audio. No, definitely not. And, and you also have to be careful what's the other audio in the environment. Uh, if you are in that waiting room scenario and you might have TVs showing CNN or whatever, you can't compete with that. Don't stack it. It becomes annoying and mm -hmm. a big distraction. 
you know, be careful with looping audio because that's never going to end. And, uh, and again, you don't want all of the copy of your message to be spoken to you necessarily, unless right. it's an environment where that would be useful. If it's a place where it's uh, maybe there's a lot of colorblind or, you know, something like that, right. and that audio is an attractor, right. for example, then, then use it, but right. just be careful with it. I, I always think to a time I, I joined all of you in Las Vegas at one of the times you go to the Infocom trade show. And uh, I think it was years ago we stayed in New York, New York. And there were these, you know, these huge screens and Rita Rudner, I think, was uh, performing. And I must have heard that little commercial that they had. Mm-hmm. It was a joke and a joke. And then her big laugh joke is, yes, I can do the splits. And yes, it hurts. And the first 80 times I heard it, it was, it was funny. And after a while, I really wanted to just kill myself because I couldn't I couldn't take the constant repetition. Because here's the thing. If I don't want to see a, a digital sign, I just look away. But so audio can also be quite intrusive. Absolutely. That, that got a strong negative reaction out of you. And all you were doing was standing in the lobby or walking to and from your Oh, hallway. I was on my way from one place to another yeah. place. But and it's you a heard long, it over and over just, and Yeah, over. it was just a bombardment. Yeah. It was like... And then when you add the ching ching and the slot machines on top of that that you're hearing along the way, you, yeah. that's stacked audio right there. Yeah, it's chaos. Yeah, yeah. so that's stacked audio. Yeah. yeah, you're just like, it's just a cacophony. That's what that word means. Yep, yep. Yeah. And so it had that impact on you in a short amount of time. Think yeah. about I'm also signage constantly yeah, having yeah. that. I'm also astonishingly short-fused, so that's, that's <laughs> me. There may be more patient people out there. Uh, I mean, I don't know. What do you think of this idea? Um, let's say, for example, you have a, uh, and let's say it's, you've worked it out. It's uh, it's appropriate for the environment. Um, I don't know. Let's say you have, let's say, French uh, as an option on your uh, interactive yeah. screen. Yeah. And every once in a while it just says, bonsoir. Mm-hmm. And then whatever the French is for, come touch me. Or kind of like, oh, did that sign, did that thing just speak French to me? Oh, look, it's all in French. I mean, is that a good idea? Is it a stupid idea? Is Absolutely. it a gimmick? Not necessarily. It can be quite useful. So we have done an interactive wayfinding project for a university. This particular project is not in multiple languages, but it but doesn't mean it couldn't have been. Mm. Um, we've done a lot of wayfinding projects in multiple languages that just don't have audio included. Right. So let's, let's use our imagination and pretend we've got one that has both, right? Right, right. So it has audio because when no one is using the screen, it's doing exactly what you're saying. And whether that be, hello, come touch me, welcome, there's a find your way over here. Whatever right. it's saying, um, the visually, yeah, the visually impaired might be attracted to it then at that right. point. In fact, this particular university, they had a custom kiosk with a headphone jack, a uh, keyboard that was great for uh, high contrast, um, and then it was also interactive on the touch screen. It included text message integrations, so someone could text themselves directions and then use the accessibility features on their phone. Um, but the audio in that case was incredibly useful, and it was determined to be appropriate for that environment and for the users. And also, it had the audio attractor, not just for the visually impaired, but because of where they had to put the displays based on network drops and electricity, they were just a little bit out of the way. And so they used those audio prompts to make sure people came over and knew that they could find their way over there. I'm over here. Exactly. Right. Uh-huh. Exactly. And I guess, I mean, it seems to me the best way to determine if it if it would work, it would be to, to pilot it and just do it and then hang out in that space and think, wow, that's super irritating or wow, that's really kind of cool. It should be a value add. Yeah, without a doubt. Without mm-hmm. a doubt. Wow. And I mean, your digital signage, whether that's a static display or an interactive display of some sort, watch people interact with it. 
watch them. See if they're using it. See if they're watching it. See if something catches their eye. Do people actually slow down as yeah. they walk by? Yeah. And, um, you know, ask that coffee shop, hey, did you sell more today? Because we've been playing an audio clip with the percolator. Did that help? Um, or do we and, need to just stop doing that? Yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. exactly. You have to think about this stuff. You have to experiment. You have to change things up. Uh, you have to, con- because it's a dynamic system, you, everything about it is dynamic, including the way that you present content. So we'd like to thank Jill for talking to us today. Thank you, Jill. Thank you, Derek, for having me. And thank you, everybody, for listening. Hey, want more free stuff? Then head to the resources section of physics.com for free masterclass guides, blogs, videos, and more to help you with your digital signs. Please share, subscribe, and leave a review of this episode and connect with us on social media.